With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So hello and welcome to episode three of Any Runners. And anybody out there who thought it wasn't going to last long enough, we've already had two name changes. Um, But uh, I'm Mark Douglas, I'm the host, and I'm joined today by Richard Easterbrook, who works in communications for the Great Run Company, who, um, if you haven't worked it out by the name, obviously behind the Great North Run, but have uh, hundreds of, well, not hundreds, but lots and lots of events across the country now. Um, It's the company founded by Brendan Foster, but now um, is kind of got its tentacles into a whole load of different things, is probably the biggest running company in the UK is that fair to say yeah it is yeah yeah straight in there good corporate <laughs> message I like it a lot um but Richard we we've known each other for a long time going back to the days when I was at least chronically unfit wouldn't have known about running um back when we were covering football home and away um and you were always a kind of runner even back in those days is that fair to say yeah I picked picked up the whole running book back in uh, 2012 it was and my sister-in-law signed me up to the, to the Great North Run that's how I got into it and I hadn't barely ran at all apart from doing five aside which I was terrible at yeah and then I, I just kept on I had, had to start training this was June June 2012 started so about this time five uh, six years ago picked up the training um, did my first Great North Run and got, got the running book after that yeah and just Kept on entering events, and it's gone from there. Running for you is kind of what what kind of brings it out for you. What is the thing that gives you that that buzz? Because you mentioned the running bug, and we kind of talked about it quite a lot on this podcast. But what is it? I think it's 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 the long run for me. The long mm. run is, is the the key to to eternal happiness in terms of running. I think when I first started training for Great North Run, I was doing two miles, I was doing three mm. miles, and I was questioning. The plan. I was questioning the point. I wasn't enjoying it. I was. I was leaning against lampposts. Yeah. You know, heaving my guts out, and I thought that this, I'm, I'm not going to get like this. Then I did my first and it was six, seven, eight mile runs over the space of a few weeks, and I'd had my podcasts on. I had some music going, and I thought, you know, this is, yeah. this is for me. This, and as the times increased, and as as the performances increased, it just it's the longer distances that really yeah. kind of bring out that. That the endorphins, the happiness that you get, and the buzz that lasts, you know, a day. We we talked about it last week and about how intimidating a long run is, mm. but actually, it's not, is it? Because you, you you get something out of it that you don't get from yeah. sort of being on the treadmill. I was talking about going on the treadmill this afternoon, and you never look forward to the treadmill because it's because it's hard work and there's nothing there. Yeah. But the long runs can be the long run can be really therapeutic. Yeah, well, especially when you when you kind of. Wherever you are, you you don't just do, you know, four or five lap, two mile laps. You do you do a good old loop, and you, you go to places that perhaps you've just only driven through, yeah. and you've spent you know thirty seconds whizzing through at sixty miles an hour, and you kind of stop and see villages or you see landmarks, and the times when you do have the opportunity to, to stop and take a breather, those are the times when you think, oh, God, God, I live in a really yeah. nice area. I, I live by the I live in sea and by the sea, so when my long runs are usually out on trails through forests, then out into a vast expanse of, of panoramic views and it's, it's, a, it's a great way to go sightseeing 
it's fair to say it's changed your life. Definitely, totally, in, in every possible way. I mean, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be working for, for Great Run if if I wasn't running. Um, I think we're very much about practicing what we preach. I think probably a good ninety five percent of of the people who were there. I think it's about hundred members of staff on permanent, permanent contracts. There, they all they all run. I think it's about five or six who don't. Yeah, they're they're very much in the obviously in the minority. Um, so yeah, if if I wasn't if I wasn't running, I wouldn't be working working for Great Run. It wouldn't. It's, it's that simple. It's quite interesting that the, the, the company um, has to fight, has had to sort of. It's been. It's a little bit moulded in Brendan's image in a way that it has to fight a little bit at the moment because fo- because football is so dominant. We're in the World Cup period. Premier League is huge. Running running has a, a really interesting niche. But as a company, I would think that you probably have to fight quite hard from a communications perspective to actually get running on people's agendas. We love it. We're massive zealots, but spreading the message isn't quite as easy as just yeah. telling people running's great because. There's so many other things that people can be doing these days. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a challenge for us to, to kind of cut through the cut through the noise that is in the, kind of the, the the sporting atmosphere and you know talking about running when the World Cup's on. Mm. It, it it is quite a challenge, but you can do both. Mm. You know, you can watch three games in between. You can go for yeah. a half an hour run. It's it's possible. Yeah. You can even go out running while listening to a match, which yeah. I've I've done a bit this week. Um, it's quite good for if you're doing intervals and you're yeah. Ronaldo knocking one in for Portugal. But no, it's, it's it, it, yeah, it is a challenge. But there is there's plenty of room for, for for running and football at the same time. What's the great What's the great run company about now then? Because we we kind of know a little bit about um, everybody knows the great North run. Everybody knows what goes into it. I'm going to get into that a little bit later. But mm. um, but as a company. Um, I mean, people will be sort of listening to this thinking, well, what do you do between Great North Runs? There's a lot, obviously, yeah. you do do, but if you can sort of fill us in, that'd be... I think there, there's, it's quite surprising how many people think that, that yeah. the Great North Run is all that we do and, you know, we take down the, the marquees at the end of the week and then go, right. <laughs> that's us for another nine months. See what we're doing next year. But, um, no, we've, we've got, obviously, events around the clock um, from up, up, up in Aberdeen, mm. down to Portsmouth. Um, I think throughout the year our season runs between April and October um, and the downtime between that is, is is really boring strategic planning yeah, and all kinds of stuff that football teams would do during yeah. the summer is what we do during our winter yeah. um, and then I think there's, a, there's July we don't have that many events on we have the Great North 10k which is second weekend yeah. in July and then um, then a little bit of I'd say downtime but it's not it's it's working up to to the Tower Autumn events, yeah. the flagship of which is the Great North Run. So it's it is all go all the way through the year. Um, but at the moment, what what we're concentrating on as as a as a business is just challenging ordinary people mm. to to go out there, get out of the comfort zone, have a crack at something that they wouldn't normally think was possible to do. Which is kind of just running full stop, or it's actually yeah. taking. It's, that- it's it's running full stop, but it's also that's that's. Starting a journey um, with a few a few steps, whether that be through the Great Run local events that we run throughout the country, mm. um, which are five to k, two k events, which are free to enter, <clears throat> right through to our our premium marathon, half marathon events that that kind of form form the spine of our about yeah. business really. So it's it's yeah, it's it's challenging people to get to running, but it's taking them on that journey from from the first steps right through to 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 event day. When you walk through that door at the Great Run, do you do you feel a bit of that the, the legacy because I've spoken to Brendan Foster before about 
how people can sometimes he feels that people sometimes take the great north run a little bit for granted mm. and he's always challenging people within the company to look it's got to keep renewing it's got to keep getting bigger it's got to keep getting better and, and, and if we don't then we'll lose it and yeah. um, I'm assuming that's probably the message that you guys get um, and, and, and you have to take forward yeah I mean if, if it's it's a famous Sir Alex Ferguson phrase if, if you stand still you're going backwards mm. um, and that's certainly the case with, with the Great North Run we, we don't rest on our laurels you know it, it obviously is the the world's biggest half marathon and it's the UK's um, biggest mass, pass, mass participation running event um, ahead of the London Marathon um, which we're not in competition right? yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's just, it, we both launched around the same time and kind of captured the, the first run and boom there was a second run and boom and we've kind of just ridden away from that now you've got a lot of com- companies rightly want to do the same thing they're, mm. they're challenging us to, to keep our events fresh exciting and, and something that people want to keep on entering it year on year like, yeah. that's the challenge if, if, if we accepted that the Great Northern doesn't need to get any better we, we would fall behind do you feel like uh, you, you well you kind of your bug came from a great north run? Mm. Um, do you feel that that is something that a lot of people, a lot of people in the northeast sort of get their first sort of running experience from from sort of thinking, seeing it on the TV, going and, and actually doing it? Is is that is that something that you you kind of feel passionately about? Definitely. I mean, I was I was born you know in in South Townside Hospital on on the Great North Run route. Right. I used to go down every year. Stand on, on John Reed Road, which is the the, the little climb like just before the yeah. it levels off. Yeah, and it's it's when people start to struggle. And I used to go out there and try to spot the celebs and cheer them on and and all that business. So it always been has been a part of my life, and it's always something that at the back of my mind I thought I really want to do that. And I've always said it's a it's a northeast rite right of passage. Yeah. Um, that if if you're running, you really should be looking to do the Great North Run, regardless of being from the northeast. I think anyone you know from the UK, it's, it's something I you should want to have a crack at yeah. along with London and along with you know quite a lot of the big city events but the Great North Run is completely different and it's it needs to be you know what you see on TV is completely different mm. than how you know, you've oh. done it before so what you experience as a runner is you, you don't get that on the on the TV you don't get that start line but. the butterflies you don't get the you know as the red arrows go over the top of your head yeah. you don't get that kind of Christ this is huge yeah um, but yeah it's, 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 it, it is a massive massive scale event which you don't realise until you work for them how big it is I can imagine yeah I can only imagine the beast the logistics of it and and, and how it how, how much work it requires to get it to get it as it is because yeah. 50,000 is it well it's over 50,000 is it people people running there's, there's 57,000 places available um, that usually translates to around 40,000 with a right and a uh, kind of expected dropout rate. Um, last year we had forty three thousand one hundred twenty seven finishes. Right, just <laughs> ingrained in my brain that was our, <laughs> right. our most finishes ever. Um, if it gets more than that, you start to notice it gets a bit busy. Yeah, and yeah, the transport systems don't deal too well as we found out a few years ago. So that number is is pretty much staying where it is. I don't think it's ever going to increase yeah. um, from that unless South, South Shields gets the new. Uh, Super bypass. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So you ran it before. You, yeah. you can't. You can't run it now. Is that right? Or is, is it difficult to run it now? Does anybody from the great great run company run it? There is a few people have the opportunity to run it each year. Each yeah. year, but 
it's usually those people who have no no real roles on the day. Yeah. Everyone in the company is involved in the Great North Run at some point during during the life cycle of the event. But yeah. it's I, I work in communications and there's there's nine of us and we're all engaged on the day. There's absolutely no chance at all. Yeah. Which is a, it's a shame. It is a shame because um, I, I did it three times in a row. 2012, 13 and 14 yeah. and I'd, I'd love to do it again but yeah. while, I'm, while I'm in this role you can't do it at all no chance now. I think me and you actually share a, a distinction about the Great North Front as well we've both ended up in the medical tent at the yeah. end um, which I kind of kept pretty quiet for a long time um, straight afterwards um, I just cramped up badly uh, at the end and um, I know Brendan uh, Foster just from interviewing him a few times and uh, you know he's a, obviously a really good guy and he was walking around the medical tent at the very point in which I was brought in cramping badly and being offered a biscuit and I just kind of kept my head down so he doesn't actually know that one but your experience was slightly you, you twice twice, twice in a row uh, yes yeah, so I've done three times and twice I've needed medical assistance first time it was I say it was down to the uh, the sports drink that was provided on the day. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Which, which was a multicoloured brand, um, and it created a bit of carnage on the finish <laughs> yeah, line. Right. Uh, it was very, very, very sugary compared to the like the other Lucas Eight. Yeah, brands. yeah, yeah. I, I hadn't drank it before then, and I had a bit of a bit of an incident. But that was after I got through the finish line. Yeah. Again, the same thing happened two years later, um, but this time because it was quite a nice day, I got into the family reunion area, settled down, I was waiting for a few few of my friends who were expected to come over in around three hours. I would finished in two hours, so I thought I'd have myself 45 minutes now. Yeah. And um, yeah, I fell, I fell asleep in the sun and ended up, wait, when I went up, me, me, me legs didn't work. It's crazy. And I was, at this time I was put into an ambulance, which then carried across into the, the field hospital within, within, within the event village. And I was put on a drip. Oh, word. It, but I felt great afterwards. Yeah, I much it, yeah. I think that that should be part of the process. Yeah. If, if if the drip was available to every every finisher, I think you've got to tick it off. You've got you've got yeah. to tick off the idea of if until you've suffered for a marathon, you yeah. don't. You, you're a half marathon or a marathon. You haven't really experienced running. I don't think it's it's that it's that point. But it's a brilliant, brilliant event, and yeah. the enjoyment that you get from it. Sorry, it's not really you know it's not really fair to concentrate on the, the one bit <laughs> at the end. Uh, it is just an incredible event and anybody yeah. listening to this who's doing it um, should just be aware of the fact that like it, it's obviously it's challenging but it's incredibly rewarding as well yeah I mean everything a, lo- a long distance running event is a challenge in itself and coupled with inclement weather which inclement for us means it's really weird. hot why is it I don't understand how the northeast in September shouldn't be as warm as it seems to be every single year for the Great North Run yes I, I know it was it was pretty warm last year, um, but when when Great North Run started in 1981, it was around this time. Yeah, it was the third, fourth week in June, and that stopped right. because okay. because more people took part and it was noticed that it was a bit too warm, so pushed it back further in the year. And I think where it was, where it is now, around the second week in, in September, you expect it to be yeah, it should cool, be cooler, yeah, nice and nice and calm, but it. it Sometimes you just you just get the outlier of a of a twenty degree day, and that for us that's when our alarm bells start ringing. We start activating what we call our warm weather protocol, and um, it's just asking everyone just to take it a bit. Yeah. Easy. Don't don't you know don't absolutely lash yourself across those across those uh, mile markers. But um, 
as as as, yeah. we, as as we can. And like that's the problem, isn't it? You always say to yourself, "I'm going to take it a bit easier," but um, yeah. it's difficult in the crowds. It's difficult when you get into that. There's nothing like it for a, for a crowd of people pushing you on from from kind of if you if there's people behind you, you always go faster than you than you probably should, yeah. or uh, unless you've got a real thing in your mind of this is how I'm meant to run. Um, it is it is a bit like that. I think it's yeah. that kind of run. Definitely that kind of run, um, but but yeah. So so we're now at the point where it's kind of um, a lot of people who maybe doing it for the first time will be starting to if they haven't started training really hard yet, then they're probably starting to think, what do I need to do and stuff. Is there anywhere they can go to get that kind of advice, or what's yeah. your sort of feeling on on that? Where should they be going now? I mean, three months is it now? Yes, yeah, yeah, we're into. I think this is the first week of what would be everyone's twelve week training yeah. plans. I believe the, the first week of. The training plans are usually quite soft. Yeah. Uh, the, the the beauty of those is I can usually pick it up from two week two or week three if you've ran before. Yeah. We've got a range of training plans for half marathons um, across on our Great Run site, which is greatrun.org forward slash training. And that's that's a new part of the site which has just been launched this month with um with our title partners, Simply Health. And it's it's all about as I was saying earlier, it's all about getting getting run ready. Yeah. And getting ready for the big event. So advice about kit what to eat what not to eat what to drink what not to drink which, which I didn't follow so let's <laughs> do yeah, no. <laughs> but it's it's all all the things that you need to know and I think my golden advice is during your training just learn to be disciplined mm. that, that's the big thing when you get on on event day don't over the first six miles you'll think you'll be doing great you're mm. doing a bit faster than you normally are that means you're going to blow up and generally you do so that end bit easy. if you haven't done it before that end bit I mean this this year I um, I ran it with another northeast journalist George Corkin and um, we both were going he had a tendency to go too fast so he went off at the same pace as me I kind of tried to keep him a little bit slower for the start bit and we were absolutely flying um, right until the end and I think he went off and he'd done marathon training he was in marathon mode at that point so he just breezed off at the end the last three miles were the hardest three miles I've ever done in my life. They were so the picture of me at the end. I, I just got this pain looking off on my face, and it was, and it. I, I can't say enough. If it's your first time, if that had been my first time, I would never have run again. Um, and I can't remember what it felt. I can't. I, I blocked out my mind. I can't remember what it felt like, but it was, it was horrendous. It was horrendous. Yeah. It felt fine about half an hour later, as you kind of do. But it was, yeah. It's all about discipline, isn't it? It's all yeah. about kind of keeping yourself as strong and as, as sort of you know as focused as you can be for that last bit yeah last time the last time I did it my mile markers were my mile my mile splits were absolutely on the money all the way through and I got to about mile mile nine mile mile ten around then right near the hospital and I had a, my watch at the time had a a little race predictor and I was going for a sub two so I put in 159 yeah. and you could see the little man Oh, it's I was supposed to be keeping pace with. You could see him disappearing over the horizon, sort of kind of icon, and it was the most soul destroying thing. There's no worse feeling than that. And in your mind, in your mind, you've got it. Um, I mean, I think we went over the half mile thing with because we were going for one, under one forty. We went, we went through it with loads to spare, and suddenly it was like, oh, I can absolutely, can absolutely smash this. But what you forget is, unless you're Mo Farah, 
your splits were going to get worse and worse and worse, especially on a hot day like that. Yeah. And it was, uh, yeah, it was a bit, it was a bit soul destroying. But uh, but it's just such a great event. I think that everybody sort of think that. But so you kind of talked a little bit there about your um, your passion for running. What's your weekly mileage? Then what are you kind of doing at the moment? At the moment, I am I'm steady around seventeen miles. It's not that much. Yeah. But it's manageable for me. I went through. I went through a really good consistent phase throughout the start of the year, about six months. Six months of kind of 17 meet, well, miles a week, consistent running, yeah. and my times were improving. Yeah. Because part of that, I was doing intervals and I was doing tempo running. Sure. So it was some really good quality stuff, and I was just ditching a lot of the wasted wasted miles. Jump miles, they call them, yeah. Is that right? I don't yeah. know whether they call them jump miles anymore. They're, yeah, yeah. they're just miles for me now. Yeah. Um, just anything is, is miles. But So I, I'm trying to get sub 50 for, my, for a 10k. Um, I don't run any longer than a 10k now. Yeah. So, so that's that's my longest run in a week will be a, a 10k on a Sunday. And then a couple of four milers plus a, a 5k. Um, whether that be a park run or a great and local yeah. on a weekend. But it seems really short when you say oh, I'm only I'm doing 17 miles, but I, I'm doing it every other day. Yeah, and I'm getting out there, so it's and I am getting the benefits from it. But. It's I did the um, red I did the uh, run every day red tober thing oh, yeah. last year, and um, it, you know kind of injured myself in the process. I think probably from doing it every day, but um, by the end of the month, I mean you know people say mileage is the most important thing. They are not wrong. Like if you yeah. increase your mileage, if you're doing more um, gradually, then you get you see the benefits massively. Yeah. It's just incredible how much how much of a difference it makes. It's just incredible. The consistency, the consistency of the miles. If if you're doing a regular twenty miles a week, even if you're doing just ten miles a week, yeah. the consistency you'll start to see the improvement within within those miles. Totally. One of the things, the other things from from a great run perspective that um, comes to the northeast around that, it's not just about the runners, it's about the weekend. Yeah. Um, and the Great City Games are now a massive part of that that weekend. Um, yeah. And a really sort of, I know speaking to people from the company, it, they're really passionate about that and bringing those athletes to the to the quayside. Yeah, it's you know it's not every day that that you see kind of world class Olympic gold medal winning athletes running past the Baltic, running past the sea. Yeah. You know, that's some, you know, I run I run there every every other day. I've run along that little stretch. Yeah. It's bizarre and it gets completely transformed into a, in an arena, arena of sport. You know, we've had the likes of um, Mo Farah, uh, Jess Ennis down in Manchester. We've had Greg Rutherford a few years, yeah. Johnny Peacock. Um, a couple of years ago, personal highlight was to see David Rudisha yeah, take nice. on the, the 500 metre um, the five hundred meter race, um, it's 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 an amazing event. You know, a lot of people say that that running is thriving and it's athletics. That's that's that needs a little yeah. bit of work. I think what we're trying to do is tie both together and 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 kind of inspire people to to take part in our mass participation events, but also to come along, mm. get the weekend kick started by by watching some top class athletics. You know that they'll never be able to match that. Just to stand and watch and absolutely yeah. and enjoy it. What do you think's happening to athletics then? Because I think, I mean, I remember chatting to um, a few people from the company. I was lucky enough to go out to Ethiopia um, with people from, from a great run company, which is a terrific thing. But I remember speaking out there and we were saying the way that the media is going, the way that the sport's going, it's becoming increasingly difficult um, as a sell athletics because yeah. it is, it's a very short period really in the, in the British consciousness, but it's huge in those weeks. But, it, it, it's, it, 
a difficult, difficult sell at the moment, athletics. Um, mm. And it's such a shame because I'm a massive fan of athletics. I love it. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people are, but it's a, a sport that's got its own challenges at the moment. Yeah, it's it's similar. I say it's similar to how um, how cricket cricket is going, the long mm. form of cricket. I think generally people are reluctant to spend money on watching a, a day of athletics. Mm. You know, they'd they pay for a session in the afternoon if if a certain athlete was taking part. I don't think you see those people anymore going I'm no. going to watch a day of athletics. You know, the Gates said used to have the Diamond League up until yeah. a few years ago. Now Birmingham's got the Diamond League and they're not selling out either. Mm. They're struggling in terms of, of, of people through the doors. And you know, there's an argument for bring it back to Gateshead because I, there was some great there was some great days there. And the European Cup yeah. did well when it came up yeah. a few years ago. It was it, it, it did sell well. I mean it, there was a lot of people there. Um, it's, it's keeping it innovative really. I mean what what we're doing is, is on a similar bent to what the guys down in London are doing with the, the night of the ten thousand mm. meter PBs, which is a great event. Yeah. Um for the spectator. It's it's a lot of events are kind of catered for a TV audience, but when you've got a, a 60,000 capacity athletic stadium in London, which people are looking to fill, mm. you've got to keep their, keep their interest peaked. And I think it comes down to making those events more interesting by shortening the, shortening the days. The problem is a lot of people, a lot of athletes are going to miss out on, on taking part in that. Yeah. And usually the first thing to go in those events are the, are the, the field events. Yeah. And you've got people who... You know, throw the discus and the javelins and the the hammer are kind of being marginalised because of because of the lack of popularity. It's incredibly it's difficult. difficult. It's a really difficult sell because we saw the the Nike event earlier this year. Um, was it earlier this year? Or was it last year with the, the trying to basically break the two hours of two yeah. for, for marathons? But it was very contrived. It wasn't. A, it's not a. You know, it's not what you guys are trying to do. Actually, yeah. getting people along to say, actually, just come and watch, come and watch this this event for free. That was a lot more contrived, and it, it feels like athletics is trying to find its niche at the moment in a yeah. kind of very, you know, the problem is at the moment we've got a, we've got a society that needs really quick fix, you know, to, to yeah. catch people's attention, um, and a media like which we're part of, uh, NCJ Media, we know that um, that is a little bit more concentrated on things of high popularity, and so it is a hard sell for athletics at the moment. Yeah. I mean, our events, without blowing our drummer too much, it's they're kind of a bit like a twenty twenty yeah. cricket match. The the sport itself is boiled down to much shorter events with fewer people involved. There's no no heats or anything. It's just four people in a final on a on a pop up track, and it's over two hours and it's boom boom mm. boom and the, the the athletes stop and they talk to the to the, the spectators, get selfies, have a bit of a chat, and it's just really kind of just breaking those barriers down and I don't think you see that over a, a two day athletics meet no. you, you don't get that and that's that's something that needs to be worked on they need to kind of find some kind of way to package it and to make it a, a lot more palatable for the, for the paying, paying guests you'll never see anything like um, I think it was two years ago was it last year when I um, it might be two years ago I think when I saw Mo Farah just going out for a run on the on the quayside just going out for his pre- uh, brain off run, uh, long run with his headphones on and stuff, and it was—it's surreal. I mean, that, this is what this is what people want. People want to see this. People, I mean, with Mo obviously moving away from the track, um, it's going to be harder to get that kind of wow factor. But in the northeast, we seem to—I mean, we are big into events. We, you know, the, people get behind 
things like that. And I think yeah. that is almost why I think that that has worked for, for you guys. It's worked. The events, the event has worked um, because you've been able to bring those people to the northeast and 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 you know show they're actually normal people. Yeah. You can come and watch and get a selfie and, and all of those things. So it does feel like it's it's kind of got a bit of a momentum of its own in some ways. Yeah. I mean. The, the problem maybe that athletics has now is that they don't have a star like Mo on the track. They're trying to find a star. There probably is one in there. Maybe Laura Muir. Yeah. Um, Andrew Butchart. Yeah. A lot of the Scottish Scottish runners from around the same age group are, are breaking through now. Um, it's it's managing to get those into national newspapers, managing to get them yeah. national TV at the moment. There's still a gap between Mo's retirement last year and... And the, the emergence of the next yeah, the next generation yeah completely so you've got so you guys um, you've got the great east swim yeah on Saturday um, and then it's great north 10k coming up yeah I'm, I'm, yeah no there's yeah great north 10k is uh, the next cab off the rank in two weeks time what can we expect from that because that's always a, an interesting I think I think anybody who's down to run it um, just watch for the kicker of a hill at the end it is a, it's a, I did it last year and I, I didn't do too well um, yeah. it's a bit of a theme this I'm, <laughs> yeah, I, know. Yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't do too well because I, I don't do well in heat and it was quite a hot day and I'd been out on the Sunday day before yeah. and yeah that the hill at the end was a, was a bit of a, a bit of a stinker it's a challenge but you get a finish and you get to do 300 metres of the yeah, which is brilliant, Gateshead Stadium track which is, which is brilliant and, and you get you know, there was quite a few in the stadium when, when, when I went through the finish line it's, it's just it's a nice event yeah. uh, you get to see quite a lot of, of Newcastle and Gateshead that you don't normally get to see when you're on your normal commute so it's, it's, it's a nice little run what about um, could you still get a place in it now is it, is yeah. it still yeah, still yeah entries, entries are still open it's, um, I mean it's, it's, it's the biggest biggest 10k in the area there's some, some really good events around it as well but this this is a, it's a, it's a great it's a great event to to kind of challenge yourself and try to get that PB. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm just thinking a few quick five questions, which I know some readers will, will want to know. Has yeah. the T-shirt been sorted yet for the Great North Front? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Have you seen it? I've seen a graphic of it. What does it look like? <laughs> this is this is the point <laughs> at which the, the, if you're in a sitcom now, you say I can't, they kill me. I can't. It's it. There will be some usual. Um, Landmarks on it, right? Going too much away, yeah. But I, I think a lot of you can guess what the landmark would be. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, it's just a fun. I mean, that that is one of the things that I think people kind of signing up for their first run, the thrill of that kind of bit at the end where you get your back and yeah. you get to wear your t-shirt. I mean, still see people in their t-shirts now, yeah, um, out running and stuff. But this is the point I think at which the the region starts to gear up for it. And you start to see more people out running and things as well. Yeah. So um, you guys must get a bit of a buzz from that. The the main thing for me, and it's it's still it's still weird to see it is when the, the sign goes up on the Time Bridge. Yeah, I go past I go past the Time Bridge every day on the way in, and I see I see the sign and it'll go up. I think it's start of the start of the month. Yeah, start of July it'll go up. And you think bloody hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I've got long to go now. Yeah. I, I always it think does, that. it really does concentrate the mind, especially yeah. when you're going in and it's like. I've got that to do today. Okay. Well, I imagine. What have you got? What have you got personally coming coming up there? Any runs you've got coming up? Um, I have. I'm doing the um, I'm doing the Fulham 10k. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. in November. That was that was postponed from um, from March. And that was just a 
it's a, it's a different event as Adidas that, that sponsor it and it's a it's a chance to run through through the middle of London I thought that yeah. sounds like a good idea but they, they postponed it in, in March because of um, the freak beast from the east part oh, yeah, too course, yeah. um, so that they've rescheduled it for November which I think is optimistic yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you ever run have you ever run through London before because I've done not, not Royal Park so it's it's a it's different. It's very different from running from running Newcastle. I think when I was when I was doing Great Northern training, um, I was staying over in London after covering a, a I think it was a Newcastle game down in Southampton, and I stayed over in London on the Saturday night and did a, a ten mile run on the morning. I ended up going from King's Cross down to down to the down to the Thames. Yeah. Right across. Yeah. You know, I did basically did a, a, a sightseeing tour. Yeah. Of of London, the 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 best part of that was. I didn't have a running watch. I was using my phone at the time, and I needed to get back to the hotel to get breakfast in time yep. to catch the train. And I just stopped at the newsstand. I was like, "Excuse me, mate, have you got the time?" And they looked at us. He gave us this look, and he looked, and he just pointed, and I was right <laughs> next to Big Ben. <laughs> That's <laughs> absolutely the biggest, the biggest clock in London, and I'm, yeah. uh, and I'm standing there trying to get the time. But it's, it's. I, lo- I love doing kind of closed road events because yeah. you do get this kind of 28 days later totally. feel where you've got the whole road Especially to yourself London, and, yeah yeah uh, my, special. my my worst London experience was uh doing it before a game um not that last year I think it was and going out in kind of March and in hailstones and I managed to get lost in London and all my phone I'm one of these where I, I go out on my phone and, and I never I'm never organized to go out for a run my phone ran out of battery my running watch ran out of battery and I was totally lost in the middle of London, not knowing where I was. So I was just like running around, and I think it was uh, Regent's Park in the end that I just, I just ended up having to run right around Regent's Park to try and find where I was and come back. And it's, but London's a brilliant place. But it meant, it meant that I was just like, right, actually, I can just appreciate where I am. Yeah. And the panic didn't set in until I got about thirteen miles in. And I was thinking, I don't know how much more of this I can do. Yeah. Uh, but it's a great, it's a great experience. I mean, I think, I think the main, the main sort of point I'd make if anybody's listening to this and they haven't started their training yet. Um, was just not to panic just yet. I think probably if you're six weeks down the line and you haven't started, then you know you need to kind of get a move on. But now you're okay, and you can just about probably start from scratch now, and you, yeah, you, you'll totally. be all right. Yeah, I, I, I did it. I started around this time. It was late June. And I started, started me training, and that was from a complete, complete scratch position. I had no running experience behind me at all. So if I can do it, um, you guys can. It's yeah. it's. You know, it's it just starts with one mile, yeah, and then just build it up. Uh, take, you know, look at our plans, have a look at on the internet, see what what kind of catches your fancy, and then then you know work it around your own schedules as well. These these plans are, are all adjustable. You know, you don't have to run on Monday yeah. if if Monday's your busiest day at work. Move it to a Tuesday as long as you get the rest days in and you're building it up gradually. It's 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 fairly interchangeable. Fantastic. I'd say we'll get you back in again the week before the Great North Run, but I think you'll probably be busy um, at that point. <laughs> Try and get you back in after that and see how it as the kind of the, uh, the the breakdown for it. But uh, Richard, thank you very much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. And um, yeah, giving us a bit of insight into what goes on at the uh, the world's biggest, uh, well, Brit's biggest running company.